Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Caffeine Before Bed. I'm your host, Jackson Lecce, and this week I'm joined by Dallas Brown. Dallas, say hi. Hi, hello, hey, how's it going? <laughs> How are you, Dallas? It's been a while. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How have you been? I have been good, been on break for the last yeah. month or so. Not quite. Got through that first semester without doing too much. Yeah, um, actually, funny story about that. <laughs> um, I was... I had a 98 in one of the classes and nice. I was like, all right, we have, I have an exam on the 15th. And so on the 14th, I was like, all right, I'll check the exam schedule, make sure that I'm prepared for everything. Got all my, all my prep done, make sure I know when the exam yeah. is for tomorrow. And then I went on and I was like, huh, it says the exam was on Monday. Oh, no. uh, I should, I should probably, probably text one of my classmates about that. That can't be right. I, I heard him say it was on the Wednesday. And so then I texted my classmate, and she was like, yeah, no, I, I sat for the exam on Monday. I was like, ooh, interesting, interesting. So, so. I, ended up, I just ended up missing the exam, which didn't actually hurt me that much. I still got out with a B in the class. But Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, man, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wow, look at that. But, yep, so oh, far, we had a, mm. had a nice Christmas. Good to be off. What about you? How have you? What have you been up to? Oh, just working, working. It was nice to have a nice Christmas break. Took took it easy. Week at work didn't work too hard, but you know, other than that, how many days did you get off for uh, for Christmas? Um, I got two paid holidays, and then I worked every day, but the Monday after Christmas. Okay, I was so you back got to work day. you got Christmas off, Christmas Eve off, and then the day after. Yeah, I uh, didn't get Christmas Eve. Okay, well, yeah, I didn't work Saturday, but yeah, I I got two paid holidays, one. For one for New Year's and one for Christmas, and then I, I just went ahead and worked the week between New Year's and Christmas, just for a little extra cash. So nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's always good. Got to pay off Christmas. Yep. If that's I like to work holidays because then you get essentially double pay. So yeah, that's that's nice. Did you uh, yeah. did you have family over? Because isn't Alyssa's family out there? Yeah, it's Alyssa's family. We spent we spent Christmas with them this year. So that that's uh what we're going to do is we'll, we'll do one Christmas with my family and one with hers. And so this is the year for hers. So we just turn around watch football. I got a tiara and a tutu for Christmas from my sister-in-law. So that was very interesting. So good times, good times. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, that's, that's certainly interesting. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know why, but that's what I ended up with. So, you know, I, I wore it the rest of the tutu the rest of the day on one leg because it's for a seven year old girl and believe it or not, I'm bigger than a seven year old girl. So, yeah, I can I can see that. That's yeah. that's entirely feasible. Yeah. <laughs> what so what is your how do you go around conversations with with people and like around the holidays? Is there something that you have to navigate around or is it all pretty chill? Uh, it's all pretty chill. I don't okay. I don't really think about the things before I say them usually, which gets me into some trouble, but some people seem to think it's funny, so you that's know. fair. I feel like that's that's kind of how the Browns work some of the time. <laughs> you know it so well. That's. Yeah. Do you have any? So I, w- I wanted to talk a little bit about conversations on this episode in general, because uh, I had the privilege of walking in late to a conversation back when I was at school about conversations and how people oh. kind of go about them, and it was really interesting. And I wanted to talk about it with someone who just haven't had the chance to. So. Some people like to just go in and say, you know, I'm I'm going to be dedicated to this conversation with this person for 15 minutes, and we're we're just going to be interested. And then after that, it's kind of 
we can weasel our way out. Some people like oh. to go in and just ask wild questions and, and do it that way. Do you have a particular way you like to oh, approach oh. conversations? I, I, my ADHD does not allow me to have a conversation, a civil conversation with someone for more than five minutes. I get bored with the conversation. I have to be on the next thing. Unless you're funny, in which case I'll talk to you forever. But that's kind so, of my brain. Unless I'm laughing, I don't really want to spend more than... Unless it's an interesting subject, but I don't go into... Like, say, so, for instance, at church, I don't stand in there and talk to one person for 30 minutes because I would get incredibly bored. That's fair. Is there is there a particular topic that you would be more interested in staying staying with or not? I don't like the... Uh, I can tell you what I don't... I don't like the, like to say that the mundane pleasantries oh how is work how you know what's you know that stuff i i enjoy having serious conversations i I enjoy having deep conversations i like talking about i like talking about ideas more than people for instance like i think that's if we're talking about an idea or concept or for arguing or debating civilly about something that's when i really enjoy talking with people especially or just goofing around If, if you're having fun and if the purpose is to be funny i mean that's that's how i grew up was for my family, conversations were had at the dinner table, and by the end of it, most of us were laughing. So that's that's how I grew up. So maybe that's what shapes a lot of the way I talk. That's fair. I think for me, at least, a lot of it is I, I'm the same way. I don't like small talk. I think that sometimes I'll go into that if I don't know the person, just because yeah. you know. But then well, you have to. I actually had a well, I actually had a great experience at school with one guy that I had just met. And his philosophy around conversation was you just ask these wild and unexpected questions, which I think is really interesting because one, it'll, people remember you for it. It's like, oh, that's the guy who (laughs) asked me a really interesting question. But then it's also a way to get around, oh, you know, what's your favorite color? How do you know, how's your day to day? That kind of thing. And so his question was, he just, we were in the middle of, we, we introduced each other. We were having a little conversation, you know, a couple pleasantries. And then he just came out of nowhere with, so how do you want to change the world? And I was like, oh my, that's a great question. And so I paused for a second. I was like, slowly. That's how I want to change the world. I want to change the world slowly. And, but it's, it's questions like that that are interesting to kind of provoke things more than just, you know, what do you do for work? Yeah, I think you have to have a supreme confidence to be able to do something like that and, and be, be very extroverted to do that sort of thing in general. I would say I'm not very good at once I know you very well, I will walk up to you and ask you the most random off the cuff, off the cuff questions. But it a new person is more difficult for me to do, and I'm not necessarily shy, but I'm not the most outgoing person either. So I, I do struggle with like like a new person in, at work or or at church or something like that. I do have a hard time like trying going up to them and saying hi or something like that. I'm not very good at it, but it's something I want to get better at. That's fair. I think the, I'm not... I think the key is confidence and to be friendly, yeah, and approachable. Approachable is is a that's another thing. And to be willing to approach, because that's one thing that I've had a, a struggle with, is I am very confident. And I've I've kind of grown out of my arrogance, because I'll be the first to admit that growing up, I was an arrogant little child. Um, is it because you went to private school? No, I was homeschooled. So oh, oh yeah. yeah. But okay, I'm also the firstborn of four boys, so... Yeah, that'll do it to you. That, that, that helps. Like, yeah. But, yeah. So, I would I have this confidence, but I'm also not always interested in people because I have that same thing you were talking about earlier is I don't want to just go into pleasantries. I'd rather have these interesting conversations with people. Yeah. So, Is there a particular idea that you like to go into um, when you have a conversation? Like a deeper I like, one? I like to just discover, uh, discover, discuss theology. That would be one of the big ones for me. I enjoy talking about my faith. I enjoy 
going back and forth about my faith with different people, it, it sharpens my not only my own ideas, but it changes things and it challenges me. And when you can find good people of faith to converse with about those things, it's very valuable to have. That and I enjoy philosophy and talking about... I will talk about anything as long as it's an idea and something I can be interested in. I like to learn about things from people, for instance, like stuff that I don't know that much about. But Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fair. There, was, there were a few conversations that I had at school that were very like that. Because last semester, I was in a dorm with a lot of business majors, and so the conversations there were not very... Uh, oh my, I'm not, so sorry. Uh, yeah, they weren't super... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fulfilling, so yeah. to speak. And so then this year, I have a dorm with a lot of people who I've had you know, theological discussions with, deep things. You know, it's like those the classic 2 a.m. conversation where you're out there, you know, you're pulling out your Bible talking about all these things. Yeah. But especially going up to a Christian school, which is Christian <laughs> mostly, partly, yeah. half yeah. and half maybe, um, there's, especially with the tradition that I come from, there's there's always some room for people that disagree with me. So there's been a lot of those yeah. theological discussions. And I've found that particularly, I believe in predestination and election and all that good stuff. So, uh, oh, that, man. That's, have to have a talk about that. <laughs> that's, that's been the, <laughs> the header for a lot of, a lot of discussions that I've had at least. You predestination guys are very abrasive about it too. You like to argue about it anytime you can. I'll tell you what. Uh, well, <laughs> no, maybe not you, but I have some friends that, that are very big on their predestination and I do not believe in that. And so we've had some very good conversations about it and it's been interesting and it's been fun, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those that's a topic that could take up three hours here. So yes, it's yeah. that's a that's a big boy, and I yeah. have had those conversations. Yeah, but yeah, especially with those, you have to be careful to approach it where you're not talking at someone. Yeah, you you got to talk about your idea, and you can't hold. You have to realize that you're on the same team. You just see things differently. That's the key to it. Yeah. And that's the nice thing. You have to be able to having conversations with people who are willing to recognize that people don't think the same way as they do. Yeah. Because when and you talk that's with people okay. who think that they're right about everything, you want to just put a bullet in your brain and possibly theirs, which is maybe not the correct approach, but yeah. yeah. But it's also saying that it's okay to have different ideas Yeah. because that's not the end of the world. Because I think a lot of... That makes us to have all the same ideas. Right. And that's the problem, I feel like, with a lot of modern culture as well. It just, just becomes mm -hmm. an echo chamber, where you have people that are so swarmed by other people with their own ideas and have been Affirm taught... Affirmed by ego. Yeah. Exactly. And have been taught that anyone excuse me, that has a different opinion is wrong and can't have that opinion, that that opinion, anything holding contradictory to theirs is that was English, yeah. is just cannot be trusted and everything well, that's where it. everything falls yeah. apart well you see it in the way kids have been raised I mean I grew up with you're not right mom's right dad's right you need to figure things out you're not going to get everything you want it's not about you and kids today are so I mean even kids in my, my, my age have grown up with the kind of parents who affirmed everything and told them they're perfect the way they are and all this sort of nonsense and I think that's where a lot of that fragility of holding on to your ideas comes from Yep. But anyways, there's a theory there.
I also think so. I have a in our school, in high school at least, not not in college. You have to do a thesis dissertation in your senior year to graduate. So it's a year long project and everything. And so I have a buddy who's in my younger brother's class, and he's he's doing his thesis this year. And his thesis is, uh, kids should not be allowed to have social media until they are uh, out of high school. Amen. I think that I is so good. I because I grew up with. <laughs> I was very sheltered to the point, and I may have told this on the show before, I wasn't allowed to have the Lego Star Wars game, like, on the Wii, because it mm-hmm. was too violent until I was 13, I think. I and would so, still not be allowed to if I lived at home, but yeah, continue. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> that kind of thing growing up, and so I didn't get social media until I was 16, I think? I think I was 16. I was sophomore. Yeah, I was school. 14. But yeah. I still think that in the long run, that was still too early i think that in the just with my experience in social media and how it's be how it's first of all devolved over the years but i think that growing up you shouldn't have that until you're you're older and i think with everyone being subservient to social media being having a kid that doesn't grow up on that and it can stand on his own ideas apart from that is a great strength yeah it's uh i mean I'm of the opinion that kids shouldn't have phones or tablets or especially young children. I mean, you see all these parents who treat the tablet as a babysitter. I think that is extremely detrimental, and we haven't seen it yet to its full extent. But kids shouldn't have those things. They're, they're, they dull the brain. They they eliminate creativity. It's, it's very proven. They, they create attention. Ability to pay attention is decreased with it by these things, by the constant influx of entertainment. It's They're not good for the brain. We can all admit we use them too much, that's for sure. That's very true. And I think that there is some value in giving kids phones so that they can call their parents and, and have the information. But I do I do agree with you that for pure entertainment, where you're just putting images in front of the kid just to keep them preoccupied, I think I agree with you. I think that's detrimental. But you, a 12-year-old does not need a smartphone. You can get him a flip. I mean, that's what I had. I had a flip phone when yep, I turned yep. 12, and I got yep. it. You don't. Especially boys, you're going to get into trouble. I that's mean, that's just true. you. You have access to everything in the universe when you have one of those things. It's not good for a child who is not fully developed and who is not fully matured to have something like that. Yeah, I yeah, I had a flip phone at ten because ten was in Washington is the legal age where you can babysit your siblings. So my parents got me a flip phone oh. so I could call them. <laughs> that's funny. And, and it was it was the the pay per message where it was like 10 cents a minute oh, or something man. and you had so yeah, many had texts that. per month yeah beep 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 oh yeah dude were you a wizard with the with the triple buttons per letter i got really really good at it and that's a skill i've since lost but oh yeah but now i have a question now that we're now that we're talking about this do you have What's what's the relationship with people at your work? What do you do? You guys just mind your own business as you're doing cabinets? Is there conversation? Because I worked There's, in a warehouse over the summer, and that's I I, can't, I don't imagine it's the same thing, but it's still that kind of blue collar job you're making stuff, working with wood. So I'm curious. Working in the trades is great for relationships, that's for sure. I have great relationships with everyone at work. Like I, most people get along with me very well, and. Uh, and I, I tend to get along with most people most well. And so it, the whole, the, the joking around, the teasing and all that stuff is, is there's a lot of banner between me and pretty much everyone at work. And it's a, it's a, it's a good environment. I, when, when you can have people that you can joke around with, you can 
you can yell at, you can... I do a lot of loud, obnoxious singing to just annoy my coworkers, and I get a lot of uh, curses and yells to shut up thrown my way, but it's a lot of fun. That That's so interesting, because I had... I didn't have quite that same experience when I was working in the warehouse over the summer, but I feel like that's very unique to blue collar jobs because I don't like once you're in the office and you're it's not the same thing. I really don't think it is. Yeah, but yeah, the the blue collar environment is great, great for those relationships because I I don't think I could ever work in an office that would not be for me. How did you get into cabinet making? Like how does how does one go into that? Is it just because you were interested in woodworking? Not necessarily. What what essentially happened was, I have had a full time job since I was sixteen. Very impressive. I, I started working at a where my brother Sean works at the shed place when I was when I was fourteen years old, and I was I worked there for four years, and uh, then when I realized that I would be moving out to Ohio, where um. Now my now wife is. I decided it would be best for me to move on, to move move out in the world, and go out on my own and stuff like that. And so, I I needed a job, and so I talked. Uh, my my wife's sister works for the cabinet shop that I'm now working at too, and my uncle worked at the cabinet shop that I'm working at now. So through those connections, I ended up calling this guy and talking to him, and I asked him if I could get a job. And so that it just sort of fell into the lap, sort of thing, and I just sort of now I've been there. Little over a year, and it's just sort of strong. And I, I do enjoy working with wood. I, I, I didn't go to college because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and I didn't figure it was good to go into college not knowing what I'm going to do, and just waste a bunch of money in on classes that I didn't know I was going to actually use. So I decided to go into the trades, and so far, so good, I guess. I think that's wise. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta support yeah. the family somehow, and it's yeah. amazing how God does that. He's like, all right, so this is this is we're just gonna throw this right in front of you, and you're yeah. gonna you have to you have to trip over it to to yeah. see it. But yeah, the the plan for me is to parlay this into here's another subject. I don't, we keep going a little bunny trails here, but to parlay this into owning my own business someday. So that is so, a long term plan. But that, so I would I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about this because I am currently in the process of officially creating Lechi Studios. Lechi Studios, for those of you keeping track at home, is the media studio production company that runs uh, this show. It runs Thinking Noises. All of the uh, productions that I do is powered by Thinking or powered by Lechi Studios. And so I've been building that business from it's it's kind of the overall umbrella company between all of my media projects. And hopefully I actually have started outlining a book that I hope to write uh, and so there's all of these projects that are kind of under this umbrella. So I'm like, well, let's make a media studio. And so I'm in the process of creating that business. And that's that's kind of what I want to do because I'm a very creative person in general. So what would what's your business idea based around? Is it? Uh, I'm very curious. My business idea is I I don't really have a business idea. I I know that I want to own my own business, and I'm hoping to. It's sort of a prey see and wait what falls in my lap. Currently, I'm going to be taking over this summer doing a lawn care route about 10 hours a week. And I might be able to turn that into something. We'll see. That's uh, that's something that I have experience with and I've done in the past. I did lawn care for two years before I started building sheds. And uh, I ran my dad's lawn route some when I, when I was 15 or 16. And so that may be an avenue. But I imagine it'll be something along the lines of construction or lawn care. So Okay. So construction, as in 
contractor or as in the actual construction or like a what, what contractor of some sort yes okay. probably yeah it, it it's one of those things where to wait and see what my investment opportunities are and start doing something probably on the side and have a maintain a regular full-time job and then eventually transfer over to just doing my own thing which at this point it's a lord what you're going to show me what am i going to do sort of thing so exactly yeah so yep. what kind of do you uh, of course, this is all up in the air, but do you know what kind of construction you want to do? Well, I would I would like to do um, interior, interior like finishing stuff, like trim okay. and yeah, yeah. windows, that, that sort of stuff, or, or um, do what my dad was doing and build sheds. One of those two would be the, the, the two that I would be most interested in, and the easiest startups, for sure. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. My, my grandfather... Uh, who lives? He lives down in Texas. Has a company that my mom is a partial owner in, I believe. Okay. Uh, they're they're contractors. They, it's Dennis Company Homes. They build homes down in Wichita Falls, Texas. So, gotcha. There's, we have a we have a few ties to the to the construction business. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's very cool. I think it's... I think that entrepreneurial sense is common, but there's very few people that are actually willing to plan it out and, and make it happen and, and part oh, of it's it too a big is, risk well and yeah and work you also very, have to very hard to do it yeah yeah you have to work for the main job and then you have to start it up on the side as it gets going yeah. and yeah it's just it's a and, lot of work and luckily for me i'm i'm 20 years old and i i know construction i know you know i i know i know the trade fairly well i mean i just i obviously have a lot to learn and i'd have to get my contractor's license all that sort of stuff but you know, my knowledge for my age is fairly decent, so that that is a big, you know, startup. And on top of that, having a dad who taught me financial responsibility, which is that's more valuable than any of my other schooling by far. So yeah, and and good on you for deciding that college wasn't going to be going to be worth it if if you're not completely sure. Which is something yeah. that my dad was telling me about. You know, it's like we're we're willing to put you through college, but. You know, have a plan for it because you're not. We're yeah. not going to let you go three years in and say, "Ah, oh, well, I don't really feel yeah, like." It that's what drives me crazy. Is all these parents push their kids to go to college because, well, forty years ago that was a good route. College right. debt, would, college was not nearly as expensive, and your your return for col- investing in college, you got a good return. It's not that is not true anymore. Nearly as much, depending on what you're doing. And if you know what you're doing, then by all means, go to college and do that. If that's your dream, pursue it. But don't go to college just for the sake of going to college, especially with colleges becoming more of an indoctrination facility instead of a, a learning facility. Absolutely. It's the kids who get out of high school and they just want to, you know, live their youth, I guess, which is not necessarily terrible, but I mean, I knew for me, by the end of high school, I was so, I, I took some college, community college classes, but by the end of high school, I was so burned out. And I was so sick of school, I knew that if I went to college, I would never apply myself the way I wanted to because... I just wouldn't have. I knew I wasn't disciplined enough at that point, too, and so I, it was a lot more easy to be disciplined when the results were $1,000 in my checking account every two weeks, you know? And so that's why, you know, there I knew that going to college was only going to waste time for me, so... Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to find... You know, people say, oh, just be young and have fun while you can, but, well, maybe you, you need to enjoy your life as you go, but you also need to set yourself up so you know where you're going, because if you don't, you got nothing to live for. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I think Anyways. when when you enjoy your life while you're young, just kind of defeats the purpose. Because if you can only enjoy life when you're young, 
then you know as soon as you hit you know 40 you're just done <laughs> like that leaves the whole other 40 years of your life just what waiting around for retirement so you can mm-hmm. go out to eat and play golf i guess for the rest of your life i don't understand that like why not seek to enjoy every part of your life equally than just to focus on yeah you know partying getting wasted getting run through while you're young (laughs) i feel like that's just an absolute yeah first of all moral issue and second of all waste of time and resources to quote dave ramsey live like no one else now so you can live like no one else later right except that you know i spent quite a bit of money over the christmas season so i'm i'm living like no one else now just to break even I did good for December. I did really good financially for December. I was proud of myself. Oh, that's, I did. I, I, I yeah. broke. I think I'm still above even. Still, I still think I've made good. more money that's, than I've spent. But, you know, it still hurts. It is the key to success. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's, that's been, you know, you're, you probably struggle with this too, but the whole moving out on your own, oh, I have bills to pay, I have this and that and that other thing. It's been tricky to figure out. But Yeah. I haven't yeah. had too much issue with money yet. Luckily for me, I I knew by the time I was 16 or 17 that the possibilities of me moving out on my own while I was really young was very, very high. So I I prepared for that very, very fiercely over the next two or three years until I moved out here. So things have, and God blessed me and praise to him for it, but things have not been financially difficult for me, which is very, very, very beneficial, you know. Yeah, that's that's very good. And I haven't I haven't done that same kind of preparation partly because I haven't had enough time where the car the various cars I've owned over the years haven't exploded. Um, <laughs> so that that has if I had one car that only cost me 200 bucks a year to to fix up, I would be rolling in money right now. But unfortunately, that is not the case. So I am still a poor college student with bills to pay. <laughs> But yeah, well, one day, yeah, one have... day I'll be like you, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, ain't all sunshine and rainbows over here, my friend. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, the grass is always greener, right? Yeah, that is that is true. But I'm I'm very blessed, so I have nothing to complain yeah. about there. No, and uh, I am blessed as well, just in different ways, and that's yeah. that's the glory of all being part of the same community is different different strokes for different folks everyone has different strengths in a different place yep. they're in so yep yeah, i wouldn't sure. i wouldn't trade my situation for yours partly because <laughs> i have no desire to work in cabinets but i appreciate that there are people like you who do so you, sh- you should come out here and i can i can indoctrinate you into the the the, the wonder of working with wood okay i actually my experience oh do i have an experience with woodworking I made ramps out of wood blocks when I was like all growing up in the alleyway. We would just hey, we would just gotta play have on bicycle bikes. ramps. Yeah, yeah. you got to make sure they don't kick you off when you go up though, because that's. Oh that no, they did. Up. I was, you know, you learned, you live and learn. Yeah. Once, once Sean was usually the one who ate it. He was not as skilled as I was, but. Yeah, that's once right, you Sean, eat the handlebars once or twice, yeah, and, uh, you Catch learn pretty well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there were a few times I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna have yeah. kids or not. You know, you hit the when you're first learning on the handbrake bikes, and it's not just the back pedal <laughs> brake, and you squeeze the wrong one, and yeah. Uh, oh yeah, happens. yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Yep. And and then you get into bikes with motors on them, and then you start doing bigger jumps, and then even worse things happen. That's all. Oh yeah. See, I haven't gotten that far yet. I yeah. haven't ridden I a bike or a motorcycle, it. but yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. 
thank you so much for being on the show, Dallas. It's a pleasure to have Absolutely. you back Thanks on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back on. Talk to you again. Uh, for those yeah. of you at home listening, uh, thank you for listening to the show again. We should have uh, another show up next week as well. Uh, the store is up on Thinking Noises. We did have a blog post that released a little before New Year's, if you're interested in that as well. Hopefully getting some more content out there. We'll have a another art drop uh, probably in the next couple weeks. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And yeah, thank you to Lechi Studios for, for powering this episode. And we I have will a plug see... to make. I have a plug okay, to make. Okay, yep, Hold yep, on. go for it. Dallas uh, is back need, on, if, so he's got to make a you, plug. If you, if you want some whim, whimsical, uh, um, mildly hilarious humor, you can follow my new Instagram account, Salad Says Stuff. So yeah, shameless plug. Shameless plug there. <laughs> so we also do uh, content updates. Uh, so whenever we release something, I will post about that on Thinking Noises at on Instagram. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. And thank you all so much for listening, and have a good night.